This episode of Voices of the Elephant is brought to you by SiteGround. Welcome to the Voices of the Elephant podcast. Each episode of Voices of the Elephant brings you an interview with a member of the PHP community. From project leaders to user group organizers, we talk to the people that are helping make the PHP community special. Hi and welcome to another episode of Voices of the Elephant. My name is Cal Evans and I'm your host. And today my special guest and guest host is my good friend, Mr. Adam Culp. Say hi everybody, Adam. Hey everyone. <laughs> um, Adam, you and I have both run ZenCons. We're in a, an elite group of I think maybe five people total um, that have actually um, been up on the main stage and been the MC for ZenCon. So, uh, I just figured it'd be fun for you and me to sit down and um, talk about ZenCon a little bit. We'll talk about, uh, I think both of us are speaking, so we'll talk about that and uh, you know, just just shoot the breeze about um, ZenCon. So uh, let me kick this off by asking, what was your very first ZenCon? Yeah, I think my very first ZenCon was 2011. Um, I had thought about going prior to that, but 2011 was the first year I actually got there. And uh, mm -hmm. it was actually a company, a company sponsored me to go, and, uh, and I attended. I wasn't as a speaker or anything. I wasn't speaking at that point. I just, I just wanted to experience ZenCon and, uh, and the awesomeness that, that it was because there was so, there's always been so much buzz around ZenCon. It is, I mean, it is the, the, the largest PHP gathering in the United States. So, yeah. uh, so there is a, a lot of notoriety behind that, and it is one of the oldest conferences, PHP related in the states. So it's just, it's always, it had always been something that I was attracted to. So, so it was really great to be there in 2011 for the first time. I remember that, I, I pretty much remember every, every person who was on the stage. The MC at the time uh, was uh, was Kevin Schroeder, actually. I was gonna say that was during the Kevin years. So yeah. Yeah, and uh, and I remember, I remember him up there in his Superman outfit, <laughs> and uh, it yeah. was just it was a fun time. It was a fun time, and that was that was when other people like uh, Kogashal was uh, was also there uh, as a Zen. Yeah, memory of the time. Yeah, they did some good times. Um, I ran it six, seven, and eight, I think. Yeah, six, seven, and eight. Two thousand six, two thousand seven, and two thousand eight. And um, I had never been to it before, but there had only been one before, two thousand five. And at the time, I was running a team out in Santa Clara, and two of my guys came to me. They had a uh, they had a flyer that they got, and they said, "We want to go to this." And it was a great company that I was working for, and my boss had basically said, look, you've got $5,000 per developer budget to train people. And I said, well, okay, if you want to go to that, we've got the budget. So I sent two of my um, guys down there. They got, or, yeah, down there, because it was in, uh, that one was still in Santa Clara. Or that was in Santa Clara. My team was in San Francisco, sorry. And um, they got certified and, um you know, just they, they, they had a great time, and they it really put it on the map for me, and I meant to make it 
next year myself. And um, turns out not only did I make it, but I ran it. So yeah, right. <laughs> Fun times. Um, so that's your first ZenCon memory. What's your what's your favorite ZenCon memory? My favorite ZenCon memory. You know what? There's been so there's been quite a few since then. I mean, that was my first ZenCon, and I've I've been you know partial organizer and MC for the last three. This is going to be my fourth one as the MC because uh, mm -hmm. I'm going to be MCing as well as giving talks. So uh, so that should be fun. I'm looking forward to that actually because um, because I enjoy giving talks. But uh, you know what? I I think I think my my fondest memories so far. Um, was the first year we did it in Vegas a couple of years ago, and that was because it was so fresh, it was so new, um, you know, doing it. Um, you know, there, there were there were some some small issues that year because it was our first year doing it in uh, in a casino, um, you know, at the Hard Rock. But uh, but at the same time, it was still it was still a fun time. I mean, uh, it was a new environment, uh, new people. We had some new attendees who you know, hadn't come out to California, and, uh, and a lot of fun things. We, we brought together more communities, I think, because we, you know, uh, reached out to the various communities and said, hey, let's, uh, let's get more WordPress and Joomla and, and, uh, and things like that together um, mm -hmm. that had been done previously. So I think I have some very fond memories of, of bringing together some people that we hadn't reached before. Yeah, yeah, I, I um, you've had much more of a focus on that than I did, or that any previous um, head of it, because the person that's on stage is usually also the one that is kind of in charge back uh, behind scenes and and running everything. Um, I know both of us worked with different people that um, did all the logistics and everything, but we set the tone, we set the um, the direction, and you set a different direction than anybody else because you started bringing in, or trying, reaching out to these, um, I don't wanna say subcultures, because they are cultures in their own right, but um, they're, they're also part of PHP, so WordPress and um, Joomla and Drupal, all of these, and the, you know, the, the different frameworks. Um, you reached out to to these communities and started bringing them in, and it really did have a, a positive effect. I mean, the, um, the the diversity of thought at um, ZenCon really expanded these past few years. Oh, no doubt, and uh, you know, I think I think it's going to continue to do so. I think it's I think the the various PHP communities or PHP you know uh, related communities are continuing to come together. I mean, we see a lot of it on Twitter and things like that, where there's more communication happening. Of course, there's some headbutting as well, and that's going to happen whenever you bring back people who are, you know, passionate about certain things. But but yeah. overall, overall, I think it's a positive thing. We're bringing bringing them together, people together who probably wouldn't be together otherwise. I have to say, um, I, I've got so many great memories of ZenCon, but the 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 one that is just sticks out in my mind was the very first one um that i did 2006 because that was the year uh, we were in santa clara and that was the year that um ibm sponsored the pirate party and there's still so many great pictures from that out on Flickr. Um, that was the one where Ben Ramsey did karaoke, and I got to meet people like Chris Cornett and Ben Ramsey and Aaron Warmus and um, just so many of the core developers and all that. It, it just it really 
stuck out in my mind because at, at that point, you know, yes, I'm the MC, but I'm also starstruck because I'm meeting all these people that are just the giants in the community and the core developers. Yeah. So it was, it was very interesting for me. So, yeah, no but the, 2006 was the one that is in my best memory. Yeah, yeah. And and I always have a good time. As as most people know, they usually find me walking around ZenCon the entire event with an elephant under my arm. And uh, <laughs> You know, I've usually got my usually got my tag along. <laughs> yep, and they've asked me to do the voice of God scripts again to, um, this year, and uh, that one will feature, pro or you and the elephant will feature prominently in those. So, That's funny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, you are speaking, and I, I have to preface this by saying um, I also ran the Dutch PHP conference for one year, and Lorna Jane Mitchell followed me up, and she sat down one day with me and said. Um, do you have any advice for me before I start this? And I said, yes. It's what I call the um, Cal Evans batshit crazy rule. And that is you are batshit crazy if you speak at a conference you are organizing. And you are breaking this rule. But I happen to know that um, in, in this case it's okay because you've got a great crew behind you that's doing a lot of the work and you're, you're basically the front man. But one of the things you're speaking on is debugging. Now, I've heard a couple of different versions of your debugging talk, but tell us a little bit about what people can expect to hear in your debugging talk. So the, the debugging talk is a very beginner talk, right? It's not, uh, it's not meant for advanced folks um, unless you want to pick up on some of the basic fundamentals. It's more for the folks who haven't been debugging because of, you know, either they aren't able to get it working and once they get it working, they don't know what to do. Um, and they're intimidated by it, right? Because debugging, step debugging with an IDE can be very intimidating. Um, so in this talk, what I do is I just, I, I go through the basic steps of debugging, you know, stepping into, stepping out of, um, you know, in my latest iteration, which I'm going to be giving as ZenCon, I'm even talking about conditional uh, breakpoints and some things like that, because that was something that some folks had mentioned in the, in the previous times that I gave the talk. Um, about the, the, the conditional breakpoints, and, and and that's really it. I mean, it's not um, it's not anything too advanced. It's just very beginner. Here's how to debug. Um, and you know, now I don't talk about setting up the debugger, installing xdebug or, or Zen debug or anything like that. It's not about that because that's a pretty easy thing to do. Usually, you can get a debugger set up and and, and get it working. But it's how to work it is what I find most people have difficulties with. Um, in my consulting travels, I often run into companies where they say, you know, yeah, we got a debugger installed, but uh, but we still end up doing print R's and evals and, and all these uh, echoes and everything else to, to find out where the bugs are versus using debugging because we don't know how to debug. So I'll, I'll usually sit down with them and spend a, you know half an hour or so and actually show them the practice of step debugging and then uh, I usually get communications back from them later down the road um, saying, you know what, thank you. I, I, now I can't go back to doing it the old way. Um, <laughs> you know, because it really does provide a lot more information. You can, you can find bugs faster. You can find issues to fix much more quickly when you do it in an organized way doing step debugging. So, that, so that's what the talk is about. It's just to get folks over the hump of actually understanding the ins and outs of step debugging itself. 
Yeah, well, it's a mindset shift. Um, I know when I was working in compiled languages, you had a lot of tools that would do step debugging very easily, and it was very easy to step um, through things. And, and that's how we learned to debug. But in web development, we did not learn those tools, and now we're trying to retrofit. And there are some great tools out there now, but I'll be honest, I still fall back to Vardump and Die, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, in a lot of cases, uh, because I haven't made that mindset shift. And I'm glad that you're you're taking people along that that route and helping them to make that change. Yep, I, I think one of the biggest one of the biggest uh, hurdles that people have to get over is that there's just some there's just so much information in a PHP application. Even the simplest of PHP applications can have a yeah. large amount of data, right? Because you got your sessions, you've got, uh, you know, if you've got a service manager, if you have some sort of package manager or something like that, you know, all of those, I mean, there's a lot of variables at play there. There's a lot of scopes at play there. Um, you know, and the thing with step debugging is, is knowing where to find the data, right? Do I step into it? And as I'm stepping in, where do I find my data? You know, I've got this object, I've got this super globals arrays, and where do I find things? And, so, so that's one of the big things that I cover as well. Is well, here's where to find those things, you know, and then and then here's what the, here's what happens when you step into something. And oops, you didn't want to go down that rabbit hole. You didn't mean to go down that rabbit hole. Now you can step out and continue where you left off, right? And step over instead of step into, and, you know, and just minor things like that, that. That once you get the hang of it, it's like, well, yeah, of course it's a no-brainer. That's the way you do it. But it's getting folks over that hurdle, and that's that's what this talk is is geared towards. Yeah, um, I have to pause here because we do have some people in the audience. One of them is one of my good friends. You know him very well, Mr. Keith Casey, and he wants to know: Is this a support channel, and how do I install PHP? And I'm like, no, Keith. What you're looking for is Slack. Okay, go install Slack and ask somebody in the Slack channel, and maybe they will care because God knows we don't. Anyhow, um, <laughs> well, yeah, debugging is, um, it's one of those things I always want to get around to. I, I just never bothered to get it all set up and make that shift. So I'm glad you're, you're helping people um, do that. Now, um, your next talk, is, or your other talk, which it's not bad enough that you're organizing a conference and doing one talk, but you're hogging two slots, that's continuous is it continuous development or continuous integration with Jenkins? Yeah, so the title is Practical PHP Deployment with Jenkins. And, and that is really what it is. It's, uh, again, it's, an, it's another entry-level talk um, because I, I, enjoy, I enjoy giving entry-level talks. I mean, I can certainly dig in deep with the best of them, but, um, but I, just, I enjoy doing entry-level talks and introducing folks to tools and getting them up and running so that they can start experiencing some of the deeper, uh, you know, PHP coding practices and things that, that, that most people are intimidated by. And continuous delivery is one of those things that people are intimidated by because it's not, it's not for the faint of heart, but it could be very easy to get up and running. And that's what I, that's what I show. So in the talk, I talk about the basics of here's why you want to do continuous delivery. And here are some, here's a tool set that I use most often. And, um, and then, but I don't go into depth there. What I do go into depth on is, okay, how do I set up a pipeline? What are the steps? You know, first I've got to, you know, clone the code, right, from a, from a Git repo. And after I've cloned the code, 
then uh, you know I have Jenkins create a copy of that somewhere so that I can manipulate the code as I need to. So I then I then I uh, have Jenkins run Composer on the code to pull in any dependencies and and such things as that. Uh, after that's done, then it's a matter of of maybe running some unit tests and make sure that the unit tests pass before you deploy it to a server. Uh, maybe you want to run some other code analysis tools on the code and. And although you may not fail it, and I usually recommend to folks don't fail don't fail a push necessarily for for coding standards and things like that, but do run static analysis tools so that way you can analyze the code later and say, okay, well, yeah, now we got this in production, but it doesn't, you know, maybe the cyclomatic complexity of certain functions are too high. Um, maybe there's other issues that we need to go back and refactor. Um, but again, the code is functional. The unit tests pass, so let's go ahead and push it anyway. Um, and then, and then also walks through packaging, right? Uh, how do we package the application to push it to a server? We're certainly not going to use F FTP or SFTP and upload file by file, you know. So we deploy a package to the server and let the server, you know, whatever tool you decide to use, whether it's Zen Server or whether it's, uh, you know, Ansible or Chef or Puppet, to to extract. That uh, that package and then create the site. You know, however you decide to do that, and as well as doing database changes and then archiving everything, so that way you have a backup copy, so you can say, okay, well, you know, the push didn't work. Um, you know, what happens next? And then the, the the final thing that I cover is, of course, the most important, and that is having a way to roll back, because the word the last thing you want to do is be pushing code. And not have a way to roll back when things go wrong because things will go wrong. And and not only that, but being able to recover quickly, 30 seconds maybe, um, because you, you have it's production, so you want to be able to roll back very quickly. So those are the things that I cover in the talk, just from an approachable standpoint. And again, that's why the practical is in the name, is so that um, you know because that's what it is. It's just a practical introduction to doing these things. Okay. Hey, um, the very good explanation of the talk. Uh, Keith has a serious question, which that always kind of worries me. But he says, uh -oh. Adam, <laughs> what, <laughs> he says, what tool or process particularly excites you right now, either with regards to seeing its results or seeing its potential? Hmm, that's a good one. Um, you know, I mean, there's there are some package managers, or not package managers, but rather uh, there are some dependency injection managers that are coming along that, that I think are interesting. But more so what I like to see is, is the ways to do testing, the ways to verify static analysis, things like that. Um, you know, I've been using a lot, of, uh, a lot of Docker these days and creating a container that contains all these static analysis tools and being able to run them from a Docker container versus having to worry about a, a, an environment. So, so, so Different continuous uh, delivery and, and testing tools are, are something that I'm I'm kind of excited about right now, and uh, and seeing how approachable that is for most people. I, I think approachability is something that, that we've suffered from in the past, and uh, and while we've been able to do these things, and the large companies can because they have the pockets for it, um, you know, it, it isn't something that's been approachable to most people. So I like seeing that some of these things are becoming more available and, and easier to use. Yeah. 
Excellent answer. Hey, um, let's. I want to talk a little bit more, but before I do this, uh, before we do that, let me give a shout out to our sponsor, SiteGround. See, every website needs hosting, but not all hosts are the same. If you're looking for a solid and secure host for your website, your web application, or your web store, check out SiteGround. They are rock solid technical people. They're easy people to work with when it comes to support, and they're fun people to be around. And if you ever run into them at a WordCamp or a PHP conference, if you'll stop by the booth and talk to them, you'll see what I mean. More importantly, though, when you're ready to select the host for your next web app, check them out. You can find out more information at SiteGround.com, and of course, make sure that you tell them that Cal sent you. Okay. Um, now you're you're actually giving a couple talks yourself, though. Uh, one of the talks that you're giving is actually uh, building a culture of respect. So you're, which is something you've actually written a book on, right? So you're going to be talking a little bit about that. I am, um, and I actually um, said something uh, to somebody uh, a couple weeks ago. I was talking about uh, managing developers, and I said I have literally written the book on. Um, managing developers. But yeah, I'm talking about uh, culture, of culture of respect, and it's based. Uh, it's a talk based on my book, and no, it's not a pitch for the book. I always get worried when people um, hear that, that they'll think I'm just going to spend 50 minutes trying to convince them to, to buy the book. The, this talk is not a um, pitch for the book. I cover all the, um, the highlights, the main topics, for finding hiring and retaining developers and you know that's that's a problem that a lot of people have I mean we've been in a a a, um, a talent war for quite some time ever since uh, basically ever since bubble 2 started you know everybody's trying to hire developers trying to find developers and it, it's a real problem for some people but there are some basic things that people can do to um, to, to find developers, and you know, I start off with the the famous quote from the the old bank robber Willie Sutton uh, when he was asked, "Why do you rob banks?" He said, "I rob banks because that's where the money is." Well, if you want to hire developers, go where the developers are, and I talk about user groups and regional conferences and national and international conferences, and not only why you should go to these, but um, I, I go into a little depth about how you should um, approach these events because you know if you just show up and start trying to collect resumes you, you've wasted your money um, there, there's you have to be subtle with developers you have to talk to them you have to get to know them and once you get to know them then you can start talk to them, talking to them about what you need and maybe they're the right person maybe they know the right person but if you don't take the time to build that relationship um, first then it, it's just not going to work but that's a little bit about what I go into. We, we also talk about um, the hiring process. I have a very specific um, hiring process that I go through, and I've written about it in a blog post <laughs> on my blog called Nerd Herding. But I also talk about it in depth, uh, or in more depth, in the book. And then once you find them, and once you hire them, how do you keep them? How do you, uh, you know, the average developer hangs around about two years. Um, you and I both know uh, Matthew Wiro Finney uh, at RogueWave, and he's been at RogueWave slash Zen for going on 10 years now, or maybe more than 10 years. How do you find the person that and, and keep the, somebody around that long? Because he's now, you know, they, they, they've invested a lot of money in him, but he's more than he's paid for it back more than he they'll ever he'll ever cost them. 
Oh, no doubt. And so it's, it's interesting that you bring that up because it's not necessarily, it sounds like your talk is not necessarily going to be just a bullet list of, of here's things to do to attract developers, have a ping pong table and stuff like that, right? But, but more along the lines of here is really how you can create a culture uh, within your company that attracts developers. Yeah, because you can either invest the money to build that culture and do it right, and no, it's not cheap, but you can either you, you, it's something that needs to be done, or every year you can keep forking out money to recruiters to find you more and more developers that are going to stay for a year or maybe two and then quit. And quite honestly, investing the time and money in building the culture of your um, development team is m cheaper in the long run, and it, it, it's, it's a better investment of your money. No doubt, no doubt. It, it's a very hot topic. It has been for a, for a while, and I'm, I'm, glad to see, I'm glad to see you bringing that to the forefront and, and helping, helping companies as well as developers in some cases you know, learn yeah. some of these things, right? You know, yeah, you have another, I, oh, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's. Um, I was going to say. Um, you know, this is just something. It started. I wrote the book, and then uh, based on my experiences, and um, I wrote the talk because uh, PHP World had somebody drop out at the last minute. And Eli pinged me and says, "Hey, can you do one?" Because I was going to be there anyhow. I was like, "Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll talk." And I, I thought maybe I had about ten minutes worth of material. I had about 30 minutes worth of material, but a discussion broke out, and we went, I was right up against the lunch break, we went an hour and a half. People hung out in the room with me for 30 minutes after the session was over, and we're 30 minutes into lunch, and we're still sitting there, there's five or six of us still sitting there talking and sharing ideas, and so it's obviously a topic that people are interested in. That's awesome, and, and one, one bit of advice I would give to our listeners here is, don't underestimate a soft skills talk at a conference uh, such as this one, yeah. right? Uh, because soft skills talks generally are the talks that most attendees say, you know what, that's the one talk that I remembered, that's the one talk that I got the most from. And, and whether it's this one by Cal or whether it's another soft skills talk by someone else, don't discount soft skills talks as being, well, there's nothing technical there, so I don't need to attend it, right? Uh, there's a lot of good information there to help us advance in our careers. Absolutely. Uh, so you have another talk though that is not soft skills, and but it is something that's relevant, and 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 I'm really excited about it because you're going to be talking about uh, the the new things in the new versions of PHP, PHP seven seven zero seven one seven two, you know the things that are up and coming for for people to embrace. So tell us a little bit about that. Um, yeah, this is going to be a fun one, and. I used to, uh, when 7.0 came out, I, I had a talk or a class that I actually taught for, um, for Zen that covered everything. I mean, the, the, the stupid little RFCs all the way up to the really important ones. But there were really only about five or six that were really, you've got to pay attention to this. And if you understood this, you know, the other stuff would um, take care of itself. But then 7.1 came along, and well, there was a couple more, and now 7.2 is coming out, and there's a couple more. So what I've done is taken all of what I consider the really important ones and just grouped them together. And uh, last week, week before last, when I started working on my slides, I tweeted out, and uh, I did a Twitter poll, and I said, why do you as a developer keep your PHP up to date? And what I came up with is a list of three items 
security, speed, and features, and in that order. Everybody's concerned about security because it's not enough to try to write your own code as secure as possible. You've got to make sure that all the underlying architecture is secure as possible. So you keep updated, that way you get the latest patches. And then speed, uh, I mean, since PHP 5.1, every release that I, or maybe 5.2, every release has gotten a little bit faster. Now, PHP 7 got a whole lot faster. But um, you know, um, seven two shows promise to be or shows that it's going to be about ten percent faster than seven one. And I saw uh, Rasmus was speaking over the weekend at PHP Northwest over in the UK, and he's talking about PHP seven three will be faster because it won't compile in dead code. It will detect dead code and just drop it out of um, your your the compiled version. So. We, we're constantly getting uh, more speed, and that's that's very important to people. Not just because everybody wants more users, more users, more users. Because yes, more speed will let you do or handle more users with the same hardware. But the bean counters love the fact that if you've got an intranet, you're not going to get more users on your intranet, but you can do the same job with less hardware, which means you pay less to whomever um, you're using, whomever you're uh, renting hardware from. So speed is very important. And then it surprised me, but the third, the last important feature or important item is features. PHP lover, or developers love getting new features, but that's that's not the reason they keep up to date. You know, they, they keep up to date for the other two reasons and they work the features in as they can. So I found that very interesting. You know, it, it, it's one of the things that you brought up with speed and, and like a like an intranet for a company, right? And uh, where I, I, I deal with companies who have, you know, uh, thousands of employees. And, and when, when you have an intranet and you have employees in your company and they're using your intranet on a regular basis, you know, five seconds makes a difference here. Three seconds can make a difference in the, in the, in the payroll. Right, I mean, because you now you have to have more people sitting there waiting on the computer screen to go to the next next page, and so so it can be a major thing. Absolutely, and you know we always talk about e-commerce and things like that, and Amazon can count um, the slowness of their page in dollars it costs them and things like that. But we never think about the fact that the, these same rules apply on intranets. I mean, my wife, the lovely and talented Kathy works for the uh, state, the Florida State Court, and she builds intranet for them. And she is painfully aware that if it is slower than what they're getting out on the net, then they'll just go somewhere else to try to find the information. And they might not find the most up-to-date information because that's on the intranet that she's building. So it is still important for us to build intranets as fast as possible, and P keeping PHP up to date is one of the easy wins to do that. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. If you had one one tip, I'm, I, I'm sorry, I'm throwing this at you. We didn't really even talk about this, but I'm going to throw it anyway. If you had one tip to uh, tell folks who are thinking of going to PHP 7, you know, uh, from your talks, what, what mm -hmm. would you want folks to know? If they're going from a version of five or a recent version of five, 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 six, it's not going to be that painful. Okay, the jump from five four to five six was a lot more painful than um, the the jump to seven is going to be. And if they if they've kept their fives up to date, the moving to seven is not going to be a big deal. 
Um, if they haven't, and I, I know of a company right now that is using 5.2 and want to move to 7, that's going to take some work. But there are some tools out there that um, I think Nikita Popov at one point had a tool out there that would analyze your 5 code base and identify potential problems. And um, if at all possible, run those tools before you try to make the upgrade. And of course, if you've got a good test suite and you've got Jenkins set up, then this is going to be easy for you. If you do not have a good test suite or worse yet, you don't have a test suite at all, it's going to be some late nights and you're going to be worrying for two or three weeks, did I get everything until you see everything settle down. That's why you have the test suites, and that's why Chris Hart just has the, the, the clown picture trying to scare everybody into test suites. It's not because he wants um, power or anything like that. Well, I'm sure he does, but that's not why he does it. He does it because it's a good idea. It makes these changes much easier. That's going to be an awesome talk to look forward to. And uh, there's so many people looking to go to PHP 7 because of the speed and, and the other things. So, so I think it's very relevant. And uh, yep. Oh, and if people are interested in the topic but just don't want to see me talk because you know there's a big people, big group of people out there like that. Uh, we've got two other people doing um, Zen, uh, doing PHP 7 2 or 7 uh, 7 1 talks. So just talking about the new features. So there's plenty of people to um, to give you this information. It's a very helpful none topic, right? will have jokes as bad as mine. I'll guarantee. <laughs> you. Well, hey, um, Adam, I'm going to wrap this up. <laughs> wow, we went long. Um, I want to thank you for um, being here at um, Voices of the Elephant. You know, I'd ask you the same questions I ask everybody uh, about your user group, but uh, you and I both run local user groups here in South Florida. Let me ask you the other question. What talk are you looking forward to seeing at ZenCon? You know, there's, as most people know, refactoring is, is uh, my superpower. I love refactoring, um, you know, and I'm doing a lot with refactoring as far as uh, documenting it for folks and things like that. But there's one talk that Brandon Savage is getting, Refactoring Done Right, that just looks amazing. I've talked, I spoke with Brandon a little bit about it, and I'm really looking forward to hearing his talk. Yeah, we interviewed Brandon at the very beginning of the ZenCon series, and I uh, can't wait to see that. So, well, I want to thank you for taking the time to be with us today here on Voices of the Elephant. Looking forward to seeing you in Vegas at ZenCon. And for all that you do for PHP and the PHP community, because you run a user group, you um, have helped organize several, and you run your own conference, thank you for all that you do to help to make the PHP community special. And thank you, too. We only live about a half an hour apart. It's a shame we have to go all the way to Vegas to hang out. <laughs> I know. It really is. Hey, thank you, everybody, for being with us on Voices of the Elephant. I hope you found it a valuable investment of your time. And we'll see you at next episode right here on Voices of the Elephant. Thanks for listening to Voices of the Elephant. Voices of the Elephant is copyright EICC Incorporated and released under a Creative Commons attribution, no derivatives, share and share alike license. To nominate someone to be a guest on Voices of the Elephant, visit our website and click on the nominate link. The URL is voicesoftheelephant.com. Elephant is of course spelled E-L-E-P-H-P-A-N-T.